Welcome to another edition of Bayou Business Download, a podcast from the Greater Houston Partnership where we dive into the data and analytics influencing the region's economy. Today is December 2nd. I'm your host, AJ Mistretta, and I'm joined today by Josh Farago, Director of Data Analytics with the Partnership. In this episode, we're going to take a look at how Houston startups are faring amid the ongoing pandemic. Are they getting the venture capital investment they need for future success? Josh, thanks for joining me today. Hey, glad to be here, AJ. Uh, thanks for having me. Josh, in looking at the numbers you've compiled in the latest edition of Houston Economy at a Glance, it seems like when it comes to VC funding in Houston, this year's kind of a tale of two metrics happening. Uh, can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. It's it's a really interesting situation that's going down, AJ. Um, on the one hand, you have the dollar uh, dollar for dollar basis, basically the overall venture capital funding. And from that standpoint, uh, we're doing quite well this year. We're looking really good. Tech companies have raised about $575 million to the first three quarters of the year. That's right on pace from last year, which was a record setting year for Houston. So if we stop the count now, AJ, uh, <laughs> we, would be, we would be in good shape. Good enough to rank as one of the best funding years on record for Houston, actually. The problem is uh, the deal count. Okay. And so that's, that's kind of what I'm concerned about. Deals are harder, are harder to come by during the pandemic. And so the deal count in Houston is down about 30% from where it was last year. Uh, and that decline is entirely made up of the earliest stage companies. And so what's happening is the pandemic has made it harder for these very early stage companies to get funded. Mm. Uh, that's happening for a couple reasons. You know, one thing is investors are, they're just simply having a harder time filling their pipeline with new prospects in the virtual environment, right? Uh, a lot of this like courtship process for investors happens in person over coffee, over drinks. You know, you're talking about a lot of money being invested in basically unproven ideas, unproven technologies at the earliest stage. And so investors when they're evaluating these investments, they're looking at the entrepreneurs as much as the technology itself. And so that relationship, that relationship of trust basically happens in person for the most part. And so in the virtual environment, it's a little bit difficult to build that. The other thing that's happening is that the pandemic has kind of changed the paradigm you know, of society really. And so technologies that may have seemed very promising for investors before the uh, COVID outbreak are now a little bit less certain. I'll give you an example. A Houston startup company called Grab, which makes okay. an application for uh, airports, basically an app for you to be able to uh, order food ahead of time at the airport. You know, this company received $10 million of VC funding last August. You know, it's hard to see that deal getting done if it, if it were this year, you know, with, with airport travel being down. So venture capitalists are basically in kind of this wait and see mentality. And so, you know, we're waiting to see if travel will come back, if gyms come back, if office life returns to be the same, you know, but they, but they can't just sit on their hands because they have a, an obligation to invest that money. And so what's happening is the deal counts are falling, but the deal amounts are going up because they're going back to basically more mature companies. Mm. They're going, they're, the, deal count, the deals themselves are getting bigger. 
basically. And so they're going to those more proven technologies, those later stage companies. Okay. And it makes sense that, you know, these VC firms are less likely in this environment. I mean, you're talking about a lot of money oftentimes. And as you said, you know, it's hard to, to get a good feel for the entrepreneur, their drive, their ability in the virtual environment. So it really does, it really does make sense that there is this, this wait and see attitude. You know, it sounds like investors are cautious, as you said, when it comes to startups, does that square with previous recessions? Uh, not, not really. Uh, okay. Honestly, uh, recessions have typically been really fruitful times for startups. There's that great line. I don't know, AJ, if you watch Game of Thrones, if you watched mm. it. When it was yes. On, there's that. There's that great line from Braun talking to Littlefinger when he says, "Chaos is a ladder," and you know that's true for startups and that's true for downturns. A lot of times, out of that economic chaos that comes from a downturn you can see really uh, great companies emerge from that. From that, right. basically, that, Sometimes it takes a shakeup. People lose their jobs and are forced to start that idea that's been kind of percolating in the background. The Great Recession kickstarted a number of iconic tech firms like Uber and Airbnb, Pinterest, Instagram, Venmo. There's a few others. In Houston, more locally, we saw a little bit of that happening during the 2015 oil downturn. And so yeah. when... When oil prices tanked at the end of 2014 and stayed low with not a lot of conventional oil investments taking place, you know, people, individual investors looked elsewhere and they looked at sometimes at seed companies, tech startups. So a lot of the tech startups now that are getting some of these bigger investment amounts got started in 2015. I'll give you some examples of Rundo Analytics. GoCo, which is a growing human resources uh, online platform, LionGuard, which is an especially promising company here in Houston doing cybersecurity, DataGumbo, BrainCheck. These are all companies that are now generating, you know, they've created hundreds of jobs. They're generating millions and millions in investment, you know, follow on capital. All these companies got started, you know, during the oil downturn in Houston. Mm. And so right now, you know, the fact that we're not seeing as many companies getting seeded during this time, that's a little bit of a cause for concern just because we're going to miss out on some growth in the future from, from, not, from not having those companies seeded now. Got it. So Josh, is what we're seeing here in Houston the same thing we're seeing in terms of deals nationwide or is Houston an outlier right now as well? The situation in Houston does mirror the national situation. Uh, if anything, Houston is faring slightly better uh, than other cities that may be more exposed to you know, mobile applications or software as a service, making up a greater share of that city's tech ecosystem. In Houston, we're fortunate that healthcare and life sciences, which have been less negatively affected by the downturn, are basically helping to bolster uh, the other sectors that have taken a little bit of a hit during this time. But U.S. deal count is also down, just like we're seeing in Houston. Overall, deal investment uh, dollars are up. That's because the same trend is occurring nationally that's happening in Houston, where later, more established companies are kind of providing this safe harbor for investors to dump a lot of that growth investment. And well, we're not sure about these new companies, so let's just go with one that could use a little bit of growth uh, investment right now. And so you see that nationally about $140 billion has been invested in venture capital. That's above even what we saw last year 
uh, mm. nationwide. So yeah, same trends are occurring. So Josh, you've said that later stage companies are actually getting more attention in this environment than early stage companies. Can you give us a few examples of what we're seeing there? Yeah, a really good example uh, locally to kind of illustrate the point, a healthcare technology company called Preventus Solutions. You know, this is a good example of kind of the companies that are getting funded now. This is a 15-year-old company that has a few hundred employees uh, with headquarters in, in Houston. They make technology that makes it easier for doctors to monitor patients at home. And so basically these like healthcare devices, like what Preventus Solutions makes, the, these are becoming uh, more and more in demand, as you can imagine. And so when venture capitalists see a company like Preventus Solutions, they're making a product that has, is a little bit more proven. It's not so new that the market is unclear, right? So they're willing to make a bigger investment. So Preventus Solution in the summer closed on a $137 million mm. Series B round. And so, you know, that's a huge number for Houston. That puts it right in the top tier of one of the biggest deals we've seen in Houston. And these are the types of deals that are becoming more and more common. Got it. Uh, thanks, Josh. We'll get right back to the conversation. But first, I'd like to acknowledge our sponsor. Bayou Business Download is made possible by PNC Bank, which is proud to support the Greater Houston Partnership. PNC believes that giving back to their customers, their employees, and our community is the right thing to do. Visit pnc.com slash about us to learn more. The PNC Financial Services Group, Inc., all rights reserved. Josh, as we look at the current deal flow and what might be ahead in 2021, what are you actually watching right now? So we talked about how it's a little bit difficult for investors to basically find and source these startups. And they're also a little bit more hesitant to even make those initial investments as we start to hopefully emerge from the pandemic and uh, you know the vaccine gets distributed and we don't have to look through the world from a pandemic lens anymore. We can start to see it from a post-pandemic lens. SDOs are going to be critical for helping these, uh, to, for, for helping make these connections for uh, startups, early stage startups seeking funding. Uh, so a lot of the SDOs that we have in Houston are going to be positioned well to play that matchmaking role because venture capitalists need to refill their pipeline of prospective startups. You know. They can't keep going back to the same companies and continuing to provide growth equity. They won't, they won't want to either. So these SDOs like, you know, Houston Exponential um, and even co-working spaces like the Canon or the Ion when it opens, um, Green Talent Labs, these are going to be pivotal organizations for helping to make those connections between our tech entrepreneurs and uh, the venture capitalists who need to refill their, their pipeline. So it's possible that these startup development organizations or SDOs could really have a positive impact on funding for their cohort companies, not just the services, but the funding itself, right? Absolutely. Look at the impact that TMCX and the Texas Medical Center Innovation Institute has had on the life science startup scene in Houston. It's, it's absolutely exploded since TMCX really got going in 2014 and 2015. They're attracting promising companies from all over the world that come here and spend time getting incubated, getting started. Um, and it's led to a tremendous amount of growth 
and, and attention from corporations, not just other startups. So you saw that ABB opened a robotics laboratory you know, recently in the medical center. Uh, you can tie that back to what's been going on at TMCX. You look at Johnson & Johnson and the investment that that company has made uh, in the medical center. You can tie that back to TMCX. And so what happens with these SDOs as they start to incubate and they start to get a better profile you know, nationally about what's happening in Houston, that leads to further investment and further attention. Is there an industry vertical of startups you're watching more closely than others? Yeah. One area that's really going to start to emerge uh, I, that I think is going to start to emerge is going to be clean energy and what, what's called climatech uh, companies. So Houston already is an established leader in more conventional energies like oil and gas. Clean energy is an area that has emerged in the past few years. It's garnered increasing numbers of deals for Houston companies. Uh, I think that's only going to continue with Greentown Labs coming and opening a large facility that are first outside of Boston next year that could have the same effect that TMCX has had on life science. Okay. So, so new energy or energy 2.0 climate tech, this could be an area based on Houston's expertise where we could see more activity in startups in the years ahead. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the skills that you have in conventional energy and engineering, those are transferable to Energy 2.0 or clean energy companies and those technologies. Josh, thanks for joining me for this conversation today. Hey, thanks for having me, AJ. Always a pleasure. And that's it for this episode of Bayou Business Download. Thank you again to PNC Bank for helping make this podcast possible. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can do so by visiting the podcast page at houston.org. You'll also find links to recent data and news updates. Also note that Partnership Senior Economist Patrick Jankowski will be delivering his annual forecast on December 8th. Please log on to our site for details and to register today. Please continue to follow the directors from local officials and health experts. And thanks again for listening to Bayou Business Download.